Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Two of our broadcast. And again, we continue to follow the developing story out of the United Kingdom. It's interesting how uh, increasingly the stories that we are seeing now all are really kind of communicating a singular message. And that message is that the um, it's very much suggesting that this is the uh, end of life scenario that's believed to be what is the case that is developing now with Queen Elizabeth II. Her family, as we mentioned in the first hour, they're all gathered with her and uh, either with her or they are on the way. I'm looking now at just one of the shots of seven members of the royal family arriving at the airport. Not known who is on that particular flight. But again, the doctors indicating they are concerned about her health. She remains under medical supervision. We also have another breaking news story to tell you about, and uh, this one here in the USA, the death of CNN anchor Bernard Shaw. He's passed away at the age of 82, dying as a result of pneumonia related, unrelated to COVID-19. The family putting out a statement about this. Bernard Shaw was CNN's first chief anchor and was with the network when it launched way back on June 1st, 1980. And and I have to say, in my remembrance, these were really the golden years for CNN back when Bernie Shaw was on. He retired from CNN after more than 20 years, February 28th, 2001, covering some of the biggest stories, the student revolt in Tiananmen Square, the first Gulf War live out of Baghdad, and the 2000 presidential election. CNN's chairman and CEO putting out a statement. CNN's beloved anchor and colleague Bernard Shaw passed away at the age of 82. Bernie was a CNN original. Our Washington anchor when we launched June 1st. 
going on to say he was our lead anchor for the next 20 years from anchoring coverage of presidential elections to his iconic coverage of the first Gulf War from Baghdad 1991 even after he left CNN Bernie remained a close member of our CNN family providing our viewers with context without about historic events as recently as last year the condolences of all of us at CNN go out to his wife Linda and his children but again the passing away of CNN anchor Bernard Shaw I want to get to something that is very, very sensitive, and yet I also think very necessary. This has been a very challenging past few years. I think the entire COVID period was very stressful for a lot of people. But life can be stressful, period. And I think there are people that we would find very surprising dealing with some very tough demons i think it's the best way to describe it i can tell you and i think i've mentioned on this program just how many people i have dealt with wrestling with depression suicidal ideation and it's been very disturbing to me how many people are um just in a state of distress really wrestling with a lot of a lot of issues one of the stories that grabbed my attention in fact I'm trying to remember I think I was hanging out with a friend of mine and we had the television on and he was quite blown away by this story Gustavo Arnal those of you who may not be familiar with him from Bed Bath & Beyond. He was the CFO of that company. And in many ways, if you were to look at the outside of his life, you would think this is, again, another great American success story. New York Post has a story about this that they put out yesterday evening Describing Mr. Arnall as stressed out, working 18-hour days, he was considering taking a leave of absence in the weeks before he killed himself. He was also upset about the fallout his mid-August $1.4 million stock sale generated because he had pre-planned the sale, still hoarding more than $5 million in company shares. Only 52 years old when he plunged to his death from his 18th story, $18,500 a month rental in Tribeca while his wife was home. The death ruled, of course, a suicide. The week before, the Venezuelan immigrant and father of two took his own life. He had been named in a $1.2 billion pump and dump lawsuit filed against the company and GameStop chairman Ryan Cohen accused of artificially raising the price of the stock to cash in. Cohen raised $68.1 million in profits by unloading his massive stake August 16th, the same day Arnall's 
dollar limit order sale took place. The BBB stock price lost half its value over the next three days. The company told the journal it considered that lawsuit to be meritless, and an internal investigation found no evidence of fraud or collusion on Arnold's part, while revealing the late financial executive did not have any one-on-one communication with Cohen, a billionaire investor activist. In the months before the stock sale and lawsuit, Officials and directors at the home goods chain were reportedly growing concerned about the demands Arnold was facing in the midst of the company's financial crisis, accelerated by COVID-19. This company, by the way, Bed Bath & Beyond, valued at $17 billion 10 years ago. But by the time Arnold took this job in May of 2020, Valued at only $1 billion. Isn't it amazing? It's pretty shocking. By the way, two days before suicide, Arnal and other officials announced the company secured new financing and would be closing a fifth of its 800 stores while reducing costs by 20%. He was clocking 18-hour days, bombarded with emails from investors, Lawsuit, plaintiffs, friends, co-workers reported. We're going to talk more about this and this overall mental health issue as we continue. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Over on the text line, this texture says, I got to see Bernard Shaw doing his thing in the new studio in D.C. I was working on the copier. Wow, how everything and everybody was so young and fresh back then. Yeah. Jim out of Easley. Vince, my hernia surgeries tomorrow morning. A little prayer would be appreciated. Yes. We will do so. For the break, I was telling you about the CEO of Bed Bath & Beyond who basically leaped to his death. 
This is a guy, look at him, on the outside head. Everything you could possibly want. 18000 $500 a month rental. The irony of this is amazing, isn't it? Yet all of this, he jumped. 18th story. Hmm. He was scheduled to talk with other executives about possibly taking a break from work after the Labor Day holiday. The former chief executive of Avon Products said, I could see the stress on him. This chief executive had dinner with Arnal and his wife. They hung out until about one in the morning, six weeks ago in Manhattan. Arnold told this chief executive he was under pressure at work, but seemed upbeat and animated as they burned the midnight oil. He was the sort of guy who carries the world on his shoulders. It was 24-7, let's fix this thing, he reportedly said. He was full of intensity. This is not a half-measure kind of guy. I'm just curious, anybody within the sound of my voice is this you? Are you driven? And yet, are you literally driving yourself to death? I just want to appeal to you, especially if you have had any suicidal ideation, anything even heading that direction, depression, I just want to plead with you now to get some help. If you're thinking about unplugging for a while and getting some rest, please do it. Do it and get some help. Don't put it off. Do not put it off. You're too important. You're way too important. I remind you again of the crisis text line. 741-741 to reach a trained crisis counselor. 741-741. That is fully confidential. Did you see this bizarre story in Memphis yesterday? I, I'm looking at this picture now, and I'm just blown away. It's very attractive, seemingly normal 19-year-old guy. What in the world would bewitch this guy to do what he did? I'm referring to Ezekiel Kelly. The 19-year-old arrested after a series of shootings around Memphis killed four people. Injured three during a series of shootings around Memphis. Causing parts of the city to lock down before he was actually caught. This guy live streamed at least one of the shootings. When a man was targeted at an AutoZone store on Facebook and video that's since been removed by that site. I'm sure you're not surprised at all to know that this guy is not a first-time offender. This is the kind of thing that just turns your stomach. He's now charged with first-degree murder, 
after these attacks. Eight crime scenes across the city of Memphis. Court records show in 2020, Kelly was charged with attempted first-degree murder. Can I repeat that again? Attempted first-degree murder. Reckless endangerment. Possession of a firearm with intent to commit a felony. This is the part that's going to cause your blood to boil. He pled guilty to the lesser charge of aggravated assault. How in the world did you plead attempted first-degree murder down to aggravated assault? He was in prison for three years in June 2021. Well, you know by now the rest of this story, don't you? In prison for three years, June of 2021. What is this, ladies and gentlemen? This is September 8th of 2022. This man should still be in prison. If he were to serve his full sentence, he should not be out until June of 2024 at the Shelby County Department of Corrections. But he was already out. Newsweek saying for reasons that are unclear. Only served 11 months in jail. Released in March of this year. According to police, the first incident linked with Kelly reported 1 a.m. on Wednesday. The body of a man who had been shot dead in a driveway discovered. More shootings at 4 p.m. with a suspect later believed to have switched vehicles from a light blue Infinity to a gray Toyota SUV. Memphis police tweeted out, alert, armed and dangerous, be on the lookout, black male occupying a blue or silver sedan, possibly Infinity or Nissan, responsible for multiple shootings. We're getting reports he's recording his actions on Facebook. We don't know where he is now. If you do not need to be out, please stay home. This is how serious this was yesterday. University of Memphis even went into lockdown, warning students. A suspect who's been shooting randomly across the city. Trolley and bus services across the city suspended. Hmm. Finally, they captured this guy at 9.20 p.m. last night. And part of his social media post, he said he would not be going back to jail. This just, this is chilling, ladies and gentlemen. And if this were an isolated incident, I think we could dismiss this. But this is a nationwide problem. We've got people not serving sentences for serious crimes. The original crime, remember, the original charge, attempted first-degree murder. And he's out after 11 months in jail. What in the world are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? What are we doing? Stay with us.
Just to add what I said a few minutes ago about the CEO, the CFO of Bed Bath & Beyond, a texter reminded me of this story that took place in Wake County. A grieving family with a very urgent message. Austin Pendergrass's mother said her son dealt with bullying and died by suicide. Tuesday, the principal of Wendell Middle School sent students home early due to a medical crisis, later notified families about Pendergrass's death. This is just sad, folks. Just sad. So, an additional comment that I add to what I said earlier about us adults, we've really got to watch our children. And... Make sure that they are okay. I know a lot of times, especially in this age group, a lot of times kids don't like to talk, especially boys. They're very tough nuts to crack sometimes. But you got to be very, very, very intentional and relentless. And, um, man, my heart just goes out to this family. 13-year-old took his life. Let's watch out for our children. Over on the text line, in reference to the Memphis shooter, I believe George Soros is behind these judges who have no regard for human life, letting these types of killers out in the streets. Soros, for some reason, wants to ruin America. I'm not sure why. He needs to be stopped, I guess, when you're such a billionaire as he is. There's no stopping him. Yeah, he has funded a number of these DAs who've bought into, I don't know what you would call it. It's a, to call this leniency, is that's an understatement. On the story I just shared with you, a lot of sad things, none like that eighth grader who killed himself on the first day. This is so wrong on so many levels. Just grieves me deeply. And you're not alone. Vince, we set the perpetrators free and continue to blame the inanimate objects for the evil deed. It would be kind of like me getting rid of all of my spoons and forks because I've gotten fat. Mental illness in this country is real. It's very real. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're talking about people who are in places in positions of power positions of power very disturbing to watch ladies and gentlemen on the subjects of black lives matter um it's just beyond me. I, I've talked about this before, folks, just about how narratives are developed. Uh, there's a friend of mine who lives next to someone who has a, you know, they've got one of the their virtue signaling signs on the front lawn, Black Lives Matter. It's a white family, 
By the way, I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I think I've said it before, but when I see social media posts and people put this stuff on their lawns, um, I'm less inclined to want to get to know you. I'm just being honest. I really am. Because what it communicates to me is ignorance. It really does. You know, I, and I, I accept the fact that it's good intentions, that good intentions drive this, and yet at the same time, this is just pure nonsense. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation executive, Shalamaya Bowers, accused of siphoning off more than $10 million from donors, grassroots wing of the far-left organization, alleged last week Bowers siphoned the money to pay his consulting firm after he joined the board of the foundation. Accused of paying the cash to his own Bowers Consulting Firm and diverting resources from a new group called Black Lives Matter Grassroots Incorporated. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Grassroots launched three months ago. Claims to represent BLM chapters across the country. Attorney Walter Mosley, who founded the Grassroots Group, said in the lawsuit filed that Bowers could not let go of his personal piggy bank. Instead, he continued to betray the public trust by self-dealing and breaching his fiduciary duties. Instead of using the donations for its intended purposes, Mr. Bowers diverted these donations to his own coffers, intentionally took calculated steps to prevent those same resources from being used by BLM for on-the-ground movement work. Bowers dismissed the lawsuit as little more than a power move by someone hell-bent on achieving power and control of the Black Lives Matter movement. Adding activists headed by California State University Pan-African Studies professor Melina Abdullah have been working to steal power away from the BLM Foundation Board of Directors. Folks, you need to understand all of this stuff is about money and power. I don't care what they tell you. They don't give a rat's ass about black people. I'm just being honest with you. Now, maybe some of these rank-and-file people really are true believers, but at the top... This is about M-O-N-E-Y, along with the shyster lawyers who just cannot wait for the next cop to shoot a black person so they can make money. I know that sounds crass, but this is, it's a business, folks. It's a business. Do not forget that. Business, money, and power drives so so much of this god help us stay with us Back in the final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program. And I have to share with you before we go to a day in history. Oh, my goodness. On the text line. You ready for this? This one just blew me away. I had to save this one. You remember I said to you, I'm less inclined to want to get to know you. It doesn't mean I don't want to get to know you. 
but I'm less inclined when I see you're a white person with a BLM sign on your front lawn. Get a load of this. You're less inclined to get to know us. Thank God. We don't even want you. We don't even want you MAGA, MAGA people in our neighborhood, our state, even in our country. Get the F out. Go back to where you came from. Vince, these virtue signaling signs are most commonly found in the most gentrified areas of the city. If you need a sign to tell people your beliefs, you obviously don't display them in everyday life. Bingo! Live it, folks. Just love and care for people. This is why I don't think you need these phrases or any of this nonsense. Just love people. Period. That's all you have to do. I know it's easier said than done, but I just want to make it clear. Let's take a look at the day in history. And believe it or not, guess who we have back with us? It's Bernie, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, happy to be here, Vince. Happy to fill in for Chris Farrell. I hope I do a decent job. I'm sure you will. Boy, we've got some good ones on today's list. Beginning in 1504, this famous artist... He did a work called David. It was unveiled to the public on this day in 1504. Who is this most famous artist? Hmm. I don't know this one, Vince. What you got for me? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah. Very well known. 1504. 1664. The original name for this city was New Amsterdam. And now it became this name, which it currently has, after the Dutch surrendered it to the British. This is our most populous city in the United States of America. Went from New Amsterdam to what? Would that be New New York? Oh, my goodness. You scared me for a moment. (laughs) New York. It is New York. Right. (laughs) You are correct. 1900 boy this one uh, really made quite a mark in history this deadly storm killed 6,000 in Galveston Texas what was it oh, in um, 1900 before all the warnings that we get had to today be a hurricane these, right you're absolutely right yeah deadly hurricane I think this is well before we started naming them too right uh, I remember reading about this and how all of this unfolded and again we didn't have the benefit of all the forecasting that we have today and take for granted 1957 and boy this really has some significance today when you think about Serena I actually watched Serena play last week 1957 Althea Gibson won the US Open what was so significant about her winning? Uh, would this be the first African-American woman to You're win the U.S. Open? absolutely correct. In okay. fact, she's the first African-American person, period, to accomplish this feat. Wow. 1957 was the year. I told you that you are going to enjoy this list. There are some really cool things on here. Yeah, that's incredible. Including this in 1966. This show about the great beyond, the first episode aired... And to this day, there are a lot of people who are cult followers of this TV show. 
um, where people, um, um, you know, we we so many of the television shows were earthbound before this one In dared space. to go into space. I'm gonna take a guess here. Is it Star Trek? You're absolutely right. All right. First episode of Star Trek aired on this day in 1966. I did not know it was that long ago. Can you believe it was that old? Wow. 1971. This is a place where a lot of musicians would absolutely love to perform. It's named after one of our famed presidents. It opened on this day in 1971. Oh, um, what is the name of this place? Oh... Vince, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot, I cannot think of it though. What you got the for me? The president was assassinated. Was it the, the Lincoln, Kennedy Lincoln? Center? Oh, Kennedy Center. Duh. The Kennedy Center. It opened up on this day in 1971. 1974. This president pardoned his predecessor, Tricky Dick Richard Nixon. Oh no! Who was the president Vince. after Nixon? Oh, what are we gonna do with you, Vince? I quit brushing up my presidents. His last name is also the name of a major car company. Oh, Henry Ford. Uh not Henry. It's Gerald. Oh, Gerald Ford. Ford. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford <laughs> is the. Uh, if, if hey, God forbid, boy, we we should do a show on Henry Ford sometime. Oh, this guy had some dark stories. And 1986, this was the most famous talk show host uh she has since gone into retirement so to speak and uh has her own channel but her show went national on this day in 1986 is it barbara walters oh no oh. i can't believe you said this what are we gonna do with you oh, vince owns her own network is it oprah own oh. own vince, it's oprah know. you're right oprah. it's oprah oh vince. oprah a rough started. day today what do we got? It's okay. Uh, because you haven't been around in a while That's to true. do this. So you've gotten a little bit rusty. So we'll give you a little bit of pass. How's that? I appreciate it. But it's that. so great to have you back. And people should know you're always with us, by the way, because uh, Bertie works behind the scenes still during the course of this broadcast. And we appreciate all of your hard work. Thank you, so, Vince. Happy to keep be Keep on keeping on, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Thank you very much for joining us today. And have yourselves a great day. God bless you. Adios. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.